This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get a whole nother one of these very episodes. You get me and Maureen in your ears again if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. Uh, and if you give it that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. When we are done recording this very episode, I am driving less than three miles to where they make the stickers for the Says Who Sticker Club, which I didn't quite realize, and picking up the July stickers so that we can uh, put them in envelopes and mail them to people who have given us money for those July stickers. That's how dedicated we are. That's at the $10 a month level, patreon.com slash says who. You guys' books, I cannot recommend them enough. They are readable. I'm doing the final check of the copy edits on Nine Liars. So, because they just keep, it's like a cat that keeps coming back for shorter and shorter spells before that cat moves on to production. It's not a good, it's not a good comparison, but um, uh, Nine Liars coming out December. Uh, Yeah. Want to read The Box of the Woods right now? It's a good summer read. You might as well read that instead of participating in reality books. (laughs) Uh, speaking of not participating in reality, if you would like to be in a trailer or on the road with Janice and I for this summer, we are releasing daily episodes of our podcast, The Hitch, uh, as we traverse the roads of America. You can listen at thehitchpodcast.com. And if you are on the Internet buying things, you can buy books. I forgot that part because I didn't put it in the notes, Maureen. You would think a thing I say every week. I would just remember, if you're buying books, go to kickbezosintheballs.org and you connect to our bookshop, including uh, quick links to all of Maureen's books, quick links to other books that we've mentioned on the podcast, and quick links via a search bar to any book that you want. That is kickbezosintheballs.org. And if you would like to buy Says Who merchandise, you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It was a little (laughs) I got from you this time. Yeah, it's a little one. What is it, though? Oh, you actually said the whole thing. I, I was waiting for you to not. It's a coping strategy. Ah, I'm Dan Sinker. Extra bonus point, And I'm Maureen Johnson, where the intro each week is just me trying to startle Dan. I'm unstartleable right now, Maureen. God damn it, Dan. I am recording this outside. He's in paradise, you all. He's looking down at me. This is what I see. A beatific looking Dan with his long beard, happy T-shirt. Behind him, because he's sitting on the ground and it's the camera's going up, is a beautiful tree that comes up right behind him and spreads its arms over him in a protective green embrace while the gentle chittering of birds takes place in the background. It's true. I am actually sitting on a picnic blanket. I uh, We are in uh, the St. Vrain State Park, which is um, like... You know, next to I-25, <laughs> yet somehow is an extremely idyllic little park that is, um, I think it's mostly like human-made drainage ponds, mm-hmm. f- probably from the construction of the highway. But they are, we are actually staying in the older part of the campground, the the newer campground where we've been uh, for most of the week. Um, there's very, very little shade. It's basically just an open field. Uh, this is a, an older part and there are some more mature trees. Um, but anyway, there are these ponds all over and they are populated by like straight up real deal water birds. There are pelicans here, Maureen. What we state are, are you in? Colorado. Oh, oh, that's not, what? 
Yeah, they're freshwater pelicans, and they are all over the place. In fact, the pond that is right to my right is called Pelican Pond. Um, There are great herons. There are all sorts of gigantic birds of prey. We saw a bald eagle yesterday. Like, it's, I mean, I cannot stress enough how much we are by the highway. Like, okay. I also just want to say that when you turned your head to look at the beautiful pond, yeah, you exposed the sun. So oh. instead of you, I saw a blinding, beautiful beam of pure. You it was got like a big Dan, lens flare. No, it was like you had turned into pure light. <laughs> like you were so happy that you had turned into light. But uh, we are recording this on the early side. It is 9 a.m. where I am. And so my whole family is in the trailer. And uh, I only had a couple of minutes to scout where I was recording. And I went to the car, which is in full sunlight. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to cook in a car today. I'm going to sit outside. Originally, I was a little bit worried about recording outside. But the this is uh, July 5th. And this, this side of the campsite is completely empty. So uh, there is no one to overhear us so yeah i'm sitting outside there's a nice breeze the sun is brutally hot but in the shade it is um it is still quite nice so i'm shady there's a breeze a bird singing nothing can go wrong now maureen and i dan i don't know if you can see where i am you aren't at home no that much i know i sure am not i am I'm in a bed, an upper bedroom in my family's house. I came down for a couple of days to see how everyone was doing. Also, I just needed to get out of the city for a couple of days. Yeah. I, my tolerance for New York in the summer, as we've covered now on this, is broken. Yeah. Like, it's genuinely broken. I don't know what broke it. Is it Dexy's reactiveness or just like, I just, New York, I've done it a long time. I've spent a lot of summers in New York City. And it turns out I, my waning to, uh, I just, I'm eyeing other places too much. Yeah. I'm like a cheating girlfriend, Dan. I'm it's just not. Talking. I think the thing is, is that the places that we live um, service well for a while and then sometimes they don't. And that's okay. Um, there is a, a, str- like a stream, a little creek that runs near where my parents live. And I can see it from the windows. And they have a rather strange new, well, not new. He's been there a while, next door neighbor. He's a character. He's a character in a lot of ways, Dan. Okay. A lot of ways. I'm not sure I like where this is going. Well, we've always had strange neighbors. Like, it has just been our fate in life. If I talk too much about them, I think people would be able to actually identify my parents' house. That is how strange our neighbors are. Um, But I looked out the window and I saw our neighbor snorkeling in the creek. Excuse me. Snorkeling. Snorkeling in the creek. Now, let me tell you something about the creek, Dan. It is yeah. beautiful. Okay. I love it with all my heart and my soul. It is. I realized as I walk around that I am so vascularly connected to this place that every mm-hmm. stone and little piece of concrete means something to me. Yeah. I'm like, this oh, is this, the home you grew up in. This right? is the home I grew yeah. up in. I was like. The, the step the step I waited on for the bus down the street or whatever. Yeah. But that creek, when I was a kid, was full of, I remember it being full of like old televisions and refrigerators. Like it was when the w- water sank down, it was just <laughs> literally there was a television under there. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was polluted. So we did do stuff in it, but we did it in a little boat. Usually, mm-hmm. like every once in a while, we would take out my friend's dad's boat and we would drift a little bit and then we would... R- but or I did walk through it a couple times when it was really low. Yeah. But I will tell you this about it. It is super snaky. Do you like mm. snakes? Snaky, snaky, snaky. It's full of them. Now they're big black racers generally, and they can be like six feet long, but they will not hurt oh, you. My they word. Are huge. They are scary looking if you're scared of snakes, but they will not hurt you. They mostly eat rats. Um, but I think there are some water. <laughs> there were definitely water snakes. <laughs> In there, and now apparently snakehead fish, which you're supposed to kill if you see them, and snapping turtles. I like that they kept the invasive fish that took over the creek. Also kept the snake theming. Uh, it it just there's it's there's a real snake situation. Yeah, holy now, cow! He has built a little island in the creek out of rocks. This is the snorkeling neighbor. This is the snorkeling neighbor. He, he built has, a little. He has fashioned an island in the creek out of rocks. Correct. Okay. 
which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it doesn't do any harm. It's just a little no, pile of rocks that they can just, sit on. That's some effort. Yeah, it's not huge. It's enough for like them to sit on with their okay. kid. Like it's like enough for three butts to sit three on the butts. creek. Yeah. So, so if and only if the water's low because it's not super high. Um, but he was snorkeling in there and they were wading through it a lot. And I really had questions. Um, but I have a lot of questions in general. He also is, he claims to be a Buddhist. I have, I have my doubts about his commitment to Buddhism based on mm-hmm. his actions. But he does once a day don orange robes and, oh, walk, wow. and walk through the backyard chanting and swinging incense. Okay. Um, but, you know, which I'm like, Actual Buddhist, great, but I don't really think that his life maybe embraces the Buddhist ideal, but he is trying. So, you know, I hope, I hope that he's well. It just surprises me considering all the things I see him doing to then put on his orange robes and then walk through the yard. And I was like, oh, that does not match with what you were doing an hour ago, but. He's a complicated man. There's a lot of complicated situations here, Dan. But we also have bald eagles. We have cranes. We have. I love. It turns out that if I just get to stand in a patch of grass, I rhapsodize about it for an hour. I am. My dog is so happy here. Uh, but we're with my family. They're doing there's, a bit better. There's doing a little better. green bug crawling across my computer right now. He's Come on, so dude. In nature. Don't go in. Don't but go in the keyboard. Where I am right now looks like Stay a haunted, on. haunted Victorian bedroom, doesn't it? Like looks yeah. like there's a ghost it of a seems, child. If I were to guess, just off camera, there is a large haunted doll collection behind you. You were not entirely wrong. However, it seems that my mother, this is my mother's bedroom. Um, someone must have given her this present of this bottle of perfume. Oh wow! It's uh, it is it very ornate. Some sort of pink perfume with a pink glass butterfly on yep. the uh on the little cap. So um, I took it and without, cause I couldn't figure out what it was. Cause in the light, I couldn't see the, um, the glass embossing for a while. Okay. And I just sprayed it on my wrist to see what it smelled like. It's a bit heavy. I, could, I would imagine it would be. Yeah, it's a heavy smell and I don't like it. But then I finally saw what it said on the bottle and it said Dolly, which means this is Dolly Parton perfume. Oh, God, okay. God damn it, if this is what Dolly Parton wants me to smell like, then I will smell like it. I mean, I would guess Dolly Parton smells like a very heavy perfume. But you know what? That's then that is exact then I will I will happily wear that on my there wrist you go. because that's what Dolly if that's what Dolly wants for me, then that's what I want for myself. I, yeah. I, why not? Also, dance signs I'm in Philadelphia. I went to the grocery store on arrival. Mm-hmm. I, it was a pretty full grocery store. I was one of three people I saw in masks. Oh, yeah. Out of maybe a hundred. Yep. It had one of those robot things with big googly eyes that yeah, glides. You know, I've never seen one of those in real life yet. Those oh, yeah. weird it, security robots. The security robot with the big googly eyes. Yeah. I swore it was following me because I was walking <clears> down the produce aisle and it was gliding down the aisle with its big googly eye. I almost filmed it, but I figured enough people had seen the security robot with the googly eyes but i that thing followed me around the store it was it you looked sketchy because you were practicing proper public safety there were no masks no rules and also dan all the fireworks you can eat piles and piles and piles of them for sale in the grocery store and everywhere fun fun festive because what this episode is about is the fourth of july yeah yeah it was fourth of july yesterday yeah. Get into it, Dan. Let's, we're going to, let's, it's time to put Dan back on the couch for, now it's time for therapy with Dan I might Dan get Singer. comfortable first. Hold on. Yeah, you should actually relax because guys, we're going to talk, we're going to talk Dan through some stuff. Just my angle of, I had to climb around that cable. There we Dan are. is now in a reclining position. I just laid like down. He's posing for a Bathing Beauties magazine spread. I'm really comfortable. Why don't I record like this all the time? Well, you sort of did the other day when you hurt your back. That's true. I did. I was comfortable then, too. Yeah. But, Dan, let's yeah. talk. Okay. How, how are you? How was your 4th of July? Uh, well, our 4th of July, seven years ago, we stopped celebrating the 4th of July as an American 
uh, anniversary holiday and instead started celebrating it as the birthday of who is now the seven-year-old. Wow, my friend. We were talking yesterday about how I always refer to my younger child uh, as the six-year-old, or at least I have for the last year. And now I have to make a pretty large mental adjustment because he turned seven yesterday, Maureen. Will you tell my friend happy birthday? I sure will. I surely will. But uh, yeah, so the day started good. We, uh, you know, the the trailer is very small. So uh, the night before, we had to wrap all of his presents in the same room that he was sleeping in, which was hilarious and uh, felt felt like we were really getting one over on him because it was like literally he's asleep on a couch and we are have all his presents piled up on the table. Um, and then uh, the table that we wrapped everything on, we could not leave them on because that's the table that the teen sleeps on. So uh, we piled them up on the kitchen counter, which is exactly opposite where uh, where the little one sleeps and he will wake up and he would wake up and see it. So day started awesome. And then, uh, and then we were, I think we were most of the way finished unwrapping presents in the morning. And then uh, news started filtering that there was a shooting at a 4th of July parade, uh, probably about 10 miles from where we live. So, uh, and in a town that we have been to many, 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 many times, uh, you know, for uh, much of my life, I was realizing this morning. So Highland Park, Illinois is a far northern suburb, uh, very wealthy. Um, and I have been going there since I was a teenager because it used to have a $2 movie theater. You remember those, Maureen? Yep. Yeah. So we would always go up to Highland Park to see movies on the cheap. And then uh, as we got older... Uh, the Highland Park right downtown, right, literally right where the shooting happened, um, is a Dairy Queen that has a, like, there's a, it's in a, it's not really a mall, but it's like a, there's a little courtyard area of a series of buildings. And so uh, that's our sort of like, oh, something special happened. Let's drive up to the Dairy Queen and sit outside and eat uh, eat ice cream. We went there when, uh, when the teen got vaxxed, that was his place that he wanted to go, uh, was the Dairy Queen in Highland Park. And Highland Park also is uh, the site of the uh, cancer doctor that Janice worked with. So like, it, there is a lot of connection there. Um, not only that, but it's a highly, uh, highly Jewish town. And so pretty much every Jewish friend that I had growing up had aunts and uncles and grandparents that lived there. You know, I mean, it's just one of those places that, uh, you know, I grew up in the era of the ascendant Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan lived in Highland Park. Like, it was just one of those places that you you know and go to and, you know, is sort of ambiently aware of all the time, let alone that, you know, plenty, I know plenty of people that live there now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh yeah, so it it that was uh, awful. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like I've just sort of been uh, rambling, but um, yeah, fucking terrible, absolutely fucking a nightmare. Like the northern suburbs Fourth of July parades are like a thing. Like the town mm-hmm. that I live in, um, the and in fact, the the Fourth of July parade happens on the sort of like main street right by where I live. And mm-hmm. uh, the they had to set up a rule. People would put chairs out so early for this parade that they had to finally set up a rule that you could not put chairs out before July second for the July Fourth parade. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, by 7 a.m. on the 2nd of July that there's like two miles of chairs set up. Um, and that's kind of how it is everywhere. Like their 4th, the Highland Park 4th of July parade is the same. The other thing is the, um, all the towns around there that have these very big 4th of July parades, uh, they stagger their start times so that the, like, uh, 
politicians can march in multiple parades. So, you know, you often get the governor and things like that in the parade. He was not at the Highland Park one, but um, sure well could have been, you know, um, like these are big deals. And also pretty much every town that has held them has not held them for the last two years because of COVID. So right. like this was also like the big like we're coming back to normal, you know, um, all of them canceled after Highland Park, which had, you know, a morning one. Uh, the town I live in, the um, that parade would have been like in two in the afternoon or something like that. And they canceled it. Everyone canceled fireworks. You know, I mean, it just that does answer one of my questions, which was. Because I heard of all these other ones being canceled and I was yeah. like, why are they all at different times? So now you've yeah. explained it. Yeah, it's it's entirely, you know, you get, um, you know, the big deal, the big deal statewide politicians will hit as many of these as possible. Some places hold their parades like or fireworks on the third in part to kind of stagger it all out as well. Yeah. So it's yeah, the you know, you get the governor, you get, you know. Dick Durbin and and uh, Tammy Duckworth and all of that kind of thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's an election election year for governor. So um, the Republican piece of shit governor had been in the Skokie uh, parade, which is another town, you know, kind of one over from where I am um, or was supposed to be. I think Skokie was a little bit like midday. So they canceled as well. But um, yeah, it I mean, it's nuts. I have, uh, I know a guy whose, you know, kids were going to be marching in the parade in my town in the, um, in, uh, the high school marching band, you know, and he's like, I got my kids through two years of the pandemic, got them into the marching band and got them to all their things. And now they, they aren't doing it because it canceled. I know another guy who lives in Highland Park. His kid was supposed to be in that parade, but got COVID. So it didn't go, you know. Uh, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Um, last night, because you, you were off trying to celebrate with your son and, like, keep everything cool. Yeah. I was here. Um, I actually ran the grill last night. We grilled. Hey, grill master Maureen. Yeah, I grilled actual hamburgers for the others. So Wow. I, yeah, I make I make a lot of meat and stuff for other people, and because I've never tasted anything I've grilled, I just have to kind of use a meat thermometer and my best sense yeah. and all of the knowledge I've soaked up from my obsessive cookbook reading. Because I am an obsessive, I'm an obsessive cookbook reader, and a I love to cook pretty much more than anything. Yeah, but um, I was out there cooking with lots of you know what used to be called illegal, but now are completely legal fireworks popping off in every yard. And I came back in and I picked up my phone to do something. And I saw that there had been a shooting in downtown Philadelphia. So we're not near downtown, yeah. but we're in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. And there was some kind of shooting. And then everybody started running and it ended in Mass. It's, it was down near the art museum. Right. Just the end of this big boulevard that runs through Center City, Philadelphia. And it runs up against the river and these parks and people just running in all directions. So I sent it to you and I said, I guess we're competing now i don't know like we're you know we're this is yeah. but then i guess i just i just started singing the uh in my not singing but in my head the childish gambino this is america just started because i was like this is america this is yeah this, this is actually who we are i mean it's that that the fourth of july was bookended by shootings in the kind of random grab bag of places that it might happen, happened to be right by where I live and right by where, you know, you grew up and where you are right now is, um, you know, I mean, I, I was thinking a lot about yesterday about how, you know, the level of violence in this country is such that it's sort of like a, you know, just a ball bouncing around a, inside a cube you know, and what, where it's going to hit is completely random, you know, um, there is no rhyme or reason to it other than it's everywhere, you know, and it can happen anywhere. And that's like, that's a hard way to fucking live, Maureen. <laughs> you know, I know that this is asking sort of the grand question of our experiment 
and our project of the last six years. Yeah. Is what Coming is up on seven. <laughs> just like the little boy. Yeah. But the kind of grand experiment of what is happening. And I feel like just in the last couple weeks, I I fully absorbed the break. Probably the Roe decision and all the decisions that came down did it. Yeah. But I went, I just thought, I guess when we were in the throes of Trump, it was hard to see anything but fire and red. Yeah. But as the smoke clears a little bit, I you see the big schism in the in the in the ground, like there's been an earthquake, and I say, Oh, I see it now. It doesn't come back together. Yeah. It's uh it's because Oscar was asking me, we were walking Dexy down the street, and he said, What do you think the outcome of these January 6th hearings is ultimately going to be. Yeah. And I said, you know, he's like, what is the impact? Like, how does you, how does it affect your country? And I just said, we're fucked. Like we're, <laughs> we're, we don't come back together. Like unless he's prosecuted. So if he's not prosecuted, we fundamentally codify the crime. We yeah. set it in cement. Yeah. But if he is prosecuted, I'm also not sure what we've done because it's like the hot horse has left the barn and it's also going to rile up the people that are already riled up and marching, the proud boys, the, the white supremacists, the yeah. down for my funsy reading right now. I have to read something I'm working on. So I'm reading books about eugenics oh, fun. and also how the Nazis when developing say the Nuremberg laws and all of their worst laws that they started setting into place that yeah. codified anti-Semitism, how they were actually borrowing from America. Hmm. They were literally examining, even at a state-by-state -state level, American Jim Crow laws. Oh, wow. And how racism had been codified. Yeah. And they, they, they were legal scholars, you know, they were over there going, huh, this is how, this is how they do it. They didn't like everything that was going on here. They thought it was a little too free, but they were also like, they've, they've done some very, they're the only country that's done some really good work in terms wow. of putting race into law. And then I was yeah. thinking back even further to, I've done a lot of research on the book, The Great Gatsby. And a lot of people have read it. Um, and I'm, I can't quote it directly because I don't have a copy of it in front of me, but there's a passage. It's a very famous passage. So Tom and Daisy Buchanan, if you've never read this book, are a very, very rich couple. Obviously, they're white. This book is 1925. It's probably set yeah. around 1924, 1923. And they are having a summer, a dinner outside. It's a June night. It's almost the longest day of the year. The narrator, Nick, is there. And Tom Buchanan is this very big, muscular, brutish almost like a he's a well, ex-football player sort of a monstrous guy mm -hmm. and he starts talking about excuse me for the um the word i'm about to use it's not too bad but i'm hopefully uh it's this it's the c word okay it has to have to do with color it's the he starts talking about this book called the rise of the 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 c word um empire Sorry about that, everybody. I was just trying to get it out. Um, by this man, I think they call him Goddard in the book. And uh, he's like, he's, you know, we have to protect our race and blah, blah, blah. And he's going on and on about it. And, the, and everybody's just kind of not paying attention to him. But that era, they had a very, quote unquote, scientific approach to looking at race sociologically and biologically and they thought that codifying racism this was the rise of the of the clan this is the rise of the yeah deif deification of the confederacy this was the rise of eugenics this was the rise of codifying racism into law yeah it's in our dna it's not new that is a that book those events took place a hundred years ago yeah and they were using this, and that was in the vernacular. 
it's in our DNA. Yeah. And it's just the it, and I don't say it was sadness time, but I'm like, this is over. Like this is Yeah. I mean it really does have the end of empire feel to everything but that you know? isn't that isn't a bad thing it's a necessarily no. it's like well can we make something good now right i mean that's certainly you know there are two ways that things can fall right like they can fall apart and they can you know be cleared out and something new can be made but um you know it's 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 one of those things that uh it's hard to live through, you know, mm. it's hard to be, uh, you know, to, to be a part of the collapse mm. <laughs> because we aren't at the hopefully better part, you know, we're in the collapse part. Um, back when I used to teach journalism, um, and kind of talking to students about the, the shift from, print journalism to digital, you know, um, one of the things that I would often say is like the, the introduction of the printing press in Europe, you know, we know a lot about the time that led up to that moment. And we know a lot about a couple of hundred years after that moment. And we actually don't know a lot about the kind of that couple of hundred year period uh, because it was chaos. Right? <laughs> like it was like, here is suddenly a technology that upends the social order, you know, that upends uh, the power, you know, because the, the power was in the church and the church controlled information and suddenly it was no longer controllable. And like, um, it took a, a long time to sort that out. You know, um, I mean, ultimately it sorted out by just kind of shifting money around. They were still, you know, it did not right. suddenly upend the social order in a way that uh, gave a lot of freedom to people that had none. But, um, but you know, it does, it, to me, it feels like we are living through one of those moments where we look back and say, okay, well, that A led to B led to C, you know, but mm. it's, it's, it's less obvious yeah, there's an old woman walking a dog like 20 feet from me. Um, you know, it is it is far less obvious where the B and the C are right now, you know, uh, because we are in the middle of it. And it also does feel like we're having a side quest, like a personal American terribleness side quest while the world at large is also fighting a bigger battle. So, yeah. you know. We have to settle our side quest and get to work on the big battle of preserving every. I mean, it's, a, and I'm not saying this is a kind of doomsday thing at all. It's just, it's, I feel like there's a lot of clarity right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's, it is not doomsday to say that things are falling apart if you then say so that we can build something better. You right. know, like I think that that's one of the things that I mean, I wrote about this in an essay about the previous shooting, you know, is, um, you know, there there's a, a prison abolition activist, uh, Marimba Kaba, uh, who says hope is a discipline. Right. And it's like. I, I remind myself of that. Right. I was actually reminding myself of that when I was walking the dog last night because it's like you do have to work at that, you mm -hmm. know. It, hope doesn't come for free, you know. It's not just a thing. Uh, you've really got to kind of remind yourself and and put in the work that to be able to envision that a better world is possible. I also do find myself as I walk around this neighborhood with my dog that I am clocking everything. I am looking yeah. at every single bumper sticker. I'm looking for signs in the yard or little stickers in windows. Um, anybody signaling. And there are a lot of signals around here. And I can feel it. Like it's every time I see a, 
I mean, if it's the uh, the obvious Blue Lives Matter flag flapping yeah. in front or the tiny NRA sticker on the car, you know, it's I feel it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, there it is. And also a kid walked down the street yesterday that I was like, is that some sort of Christian nationalist T-shirt? Because it sort of looks like one. So I'm like, it's people are really letting you know who they are. Yeah, so, I mean, traveling around and staying in campsites, you definitely do that kind of clocking, too. You know, I mean, people are more than happy to fly their, you know, blue stripe American flag flags. Uh, yeah, you see NRA stickers, you know. I'm, the thing that's been interesting to me traveling so far is Trump signage is much less than I would expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um Instead, it's much more neo-fascist symbols at this point. You know, the blue, the blue line flag mm. and um, Second Amendment signage and 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 that kind of thing. Like you see that far, far more than you see Trump signage. Right. It's uh, and you see it a lot. Yeah, Dan, I guess if you don't make a decision, a decision gets made for you. So it's, you know, making choices about who you are and what actions you take at this point are seem pretty yeah. key. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that was, was 4th of July. happening behind me. So, yeah, I think we both looked up and saw any fireworks and went, yay. Also, I hate fireworks. They're stupid. But, you know. Yeah, another- well, especially as a dog owner. I always, no kinda, I always kind of, I always kind of thought they were stupid. Like as yeah. a kid, I I remember going out and seeing some big ones and like enjoying the fact that everybody was going out to do a thing. Yeah, but I never understood the ooh and the ah and the look at that. I I'm I just never quite got it. I'm like, it's yeah. fine, it's okay. Like fi- a fireworks display at a Disney World mm. is pretty fun, but that's because it is sync to me like there is a larger it is a show you know with pyrotechnics as part of that show um the sort of just traditional municipal fireworks display yeah i've always kind of been like this is more crowded than i really want to deal with and uh and louder than i want to deal with Where's the bathroom you know there's so many mosquitoes yeah exactly exactly but um but yeah as dog as a dog owner so we are like, like I said, we are near a highway, but otherwise we are really in the middle of nowhere. And yet there were still, and there's a projectile fireworks ban in the, in the state of Colorado. Mm. Um, usually, I mean, we've been coming out here for a couple of decades now, or I've been coming out here for a couple of decades now with Janice who grew up here. And usually there is a full fireworks ban. This is the first time that I can remember that there are like, fireworks tent set up and Janice finally ended up looking it up and apparently ground-based non-shooting into the air fireworks are legal this year I guess either because somebody finally was like ah fuck it who cares uh like burn it all down or because it has been raining here a lot more than than usual um so the whole place isn't just a giant you know field of of dried up tinder but um but yeah, despite there being a projectile uh, uh, fireworks ban, there were lots last night that you could see kind of 360 around us. There, um, right and near so, yeah, here. the dog was still freaking out. Right near here is a fireworks warehouse store yeah. where you can go in and you can get anything you yeah. want. Anything. But yeah, at the like the local grocery store, there was also just a giant pile of fireworks. Like you can literally buy them pretty much anywhere and have as many as you like. Yeah, Go see, Illinois it. has always, my whole life has had a fireworks ban. You can't buy any fireworks other than like a, you know, sparkler style used, thing. That used to be here, but then they changed the law. And now you can just, as many as you want. Yeah. You could just load up, buy all the fire. And then, but of course, the as everybody noted yesterday, the sound of gunshot is blends into the sound of fireworks. Yeah. So you can't really tell what's fireworks and what's gun. Yeah. Good Thus stuff. making it the perfect American celebration. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But Dan, hmm. we got to bring it up. Do Although we? I was, I don't feel like I wasn't, I don't feel like I was being down. I feel weirdly, 
clarity brings you to like a kind of floating place where you're you're like, okay, all right. I yeah. see. I got to do some stuff differently. Right. The trick is figuring out what that stuff is. That is really hard. Like, but the figuring out the, but I guess the first step is education. So I'm like, it's time to read everything I can as deeply as possible about the history of all this stuff. Yeah. If there are issues, you know, also, I feel like I have to now repeat a lot of middle school stuff where do I remember what was the deal with the various Supreme Court cases that I had to answer a question for in, in 10th right. grade on a history test? What is Plessy versus Ferguson? Can I remember what that is? You know, one of the handy things about uh, having a 17 year old in my house who uh, is that he is learning all of this stuff and he also really likes history a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it is remarkable how often he is able to pull sort of a historical reference out that is uh, completely relevant and and focusing on the you know current times. I well, um, I follow your teenager on Twitter, and he makes more salient political points than most um, say anchors on MSNBC. Like he's yeah, he's a good one. He hits it on the head to the point where people start back chatting him, thinking maybe that he is a 50 year old man <laughs> he does have that bearing in the world for sure yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean it, it learning history and especially you know unfettered and unblinking history of this country is helpful to yeah. put things in context for sure the threads are there and it for some reason the great gatsby stuff because i it's such a an amazing novel and I was so fixated on it as a teenager and through college. I did so much of my work off of that book. Yeah. Research and writing style and like it was it just had a magnetic quality that wow. I just like I just was so but there's so much of that American moment. Yeah. In that book that I that was one of the moments that I didn't see because I thought that was just Tom. Mm. spouting off something like Tom just being a jerk because we know he's terrible. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Tom's a terrible racist. Whereas now I realize, oh, Tom is actually talking about a major cultural current. Like everybody was talking about that, those dudes. That is a, yeah. you know, that's the, that was the moment. Yeah. And knowing that changes, you know, a bunch of the other stuff that happens in the book. It really is a window onto that time in a very interesting way. But um, I'm not going to bore you all with tales of the great Gatsby. I'll bore you with something else. I mean, Dad and I didn't really do notes this week because we were like, we're in different places. It's this holiday. Yeah. Yesterday was a nightmare. Is, and we're recording early. So. Yeah. Is there another hearing coming up, Dan? I, I have only seen that they are. I'm changing my seating position again. I'm kind of, I kind of threw this blanket down on, I think the very hard roots of this tree. So it is slightly less comfortable than I would like. Um, <clears throat> I've only seen that they are doing them in July. I'm sure they are not doing them this week because it's the 4th of July week. And I think they're deposing, um, Cipollini, is his name Cipollini? Cipollini. Yeah. I, they, I know they have, um, subpoenaed him. I have not seen, I have not seen, I have, has he committed to, a deposition I don't know. at this point. I, if and for memories, Pat Sabellini is the former the president's one of his White lawyers. House counsel. His yeah. White House counsel. Okay. It's he had a lot of lawyers involved in this, but that was hair on fire man. That was yeah. the man who was running around the, the Oval like the whole West Wing with his hair on fire yeah. while um uh Meadows sat is it Meadows sat there just staring sadly into his phone like yeah. an emo teenager. Yeah, he's the guy that told um, uh, Hutchinson, he told her that, uh, you know, what they're talking about is breaking every crime in the book, <laughs> breaking every law in the book. Like, um, yeah, and because he was White House counsel and not Trump's lawyer directly, um, there's less, uh, there's less direct 
uh, you know, like loyalty to Trump is the the general thought. That um, guy, I imagine him like Beaker running through the halls. Yeah, I mean, I know they're talking to him. They talk to that filmmaker, you know, on a in a non um, televised session. So uh, they have stuff, but I think they've only committed to two in July. I think we don't really know, have a date or, or know when that's going to happen. Get your um, iced tea ready. Watergate summer. Exactly. Continues into the heat of it. What will it all mean? What will it yeah, mean? That's the real question. That's the question Oscar asked. And that's the question I answered. We're fucked. But I think interesting things can still come of this. Will we have a Butterfield moment where yep. something truly surprising comes out? I mean, I think the thing that's most interesting is that the, 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 you know, the most prominent members of the committee at this point are talking pretty openly about putting a, you know, recommendation for prosecution forward. Um, And so, but then it falls on the Justice Department to see if they're actually going to be willing to do it. You know, there's been rumors this week that Trump is gearing up to announce 2024 that he's run, you know, president and Part of the thinking is to get ahead of any potential prosecution recommendations because the belief is there will be less. uh, There's that landline. You're about to hear it. Oh, that's you. I was like, where is that coming from? Who is this? I'll tell you what, this landline, it goes and goes. Janice's folks have that exact same speaking out loud caller ID thing. And yeah, it goes. Um, But anyway, the belief is that part of the reason why he may announce a run sooner rather than later is that there will be less stomach at the Justice Department to prosecute a presidential candidate rather than a former president where there is already very little stomach for it. So good stuff. Dan, Here's what my kind of overall recommendation. And I'm talking to myself. Yeah. I don't take time off much. Yeah. What I do is I'll do a low level of work and a high level of work constantly. I'm exactly the same. So it's like sometimes I'm doing slightly less and then I feel lazy. So I'm like, oh, I only did a couple of things today. So I'm the worst. And I never actually stop entirely for a day. Yeah. But we need to really replenish ourselves as much as we can this summer and into the fall whenever you can. But like if we can, it is hot out, you know, to rest and read and recuperate um, in, in shifts if possible. But really take care of yourselves. I'm talking to me and you know, I'm talking to you. Yep. I'm like, I really need to get outside more. I need to give myself a break. I didn't realize how brutal sometimes living in the city all the time is. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I can get out a little bit. I really feel the difference. Well, to that end, we will not be on next week in part because or large part because I am driving uh, through very rural places next week and don't know what our connection is going to be so we will be back in two wednesdays yep. july 20th uh where we'll be dropping one and then you head out right to and, england uh, yeah and i'll be out so then we will uh not do one that next week as well so we're 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 shifting into some loose july hours for a bit yeah but you know we're we're here yeah. um i hope you guys are doing well like it's you know Take some clarity, take some time, like, take care. I think maybe says who are better at taking care of themselves. They're certainly looking out for each other. Yeah. like deeply appreciated. Whenever I take a couple hours off to do something I like, whenever I'm not feeling like kind of sweaty and broken by the end of the day, (laughs) I feel like I failed. And I'm realizing that now that I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we're going to all be needed. So, yeah. Got to take some care. It's a marathon, not a sprint.
you do that, Dan, where you feel super lazy if you have ISS? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I, yeah. I mean, my idea of taking time off is only doing like one or two of my jobs and not yeah. you know, four or five of them. So, the, um, yeah. The first time I went on vacation with Oscar, I brought my laptop to the beach and was working. And he was like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm on the beach. <laughs> and he said, don't do like, but you're working. And I was like, well, yeah, but I don't know what else I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I literally had no idea what to do. He had to teach me how to vacation <laughs> because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, I would say I've had very similar experiences with Janice. It's like but you once you to chill. Once you learn, I'm like, oh, it's really fun. Like I just go in the water and then I sit here and have a drink and don't do anything. And then I fidget and then I'm like, okay, just try not to do anything. Yeah. And then it's then things open up and you go, oh, not doing anything is great. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that for you guys. This was a little rambly and introspective this week because we're in a hot, weird time. We sure are. And I will say that says who yep. is made possible by you through That's your right. support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Uh, our Patreon where every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level and that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail so that's great patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo was designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter or you can email at hey h-e-y at says who podcast.com you can join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard there's also a fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash spread says who discord spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen and in two wednesdays july 20th you can join us for our very next episode from a picnic blanket in the St. Vrain State Park in Longmont, Colorado, I am Dan Sinker. And from a haunted Victorian bedroom somewhere outside of Philadelphia, covered in Dolly Parton perfume, which I want to really like, but it does have a claustrophobic smell. It kind of takes up it. the room. Yeah. But then again, she does, but with her beauty and light. So um, I just, if, Do- if this is what Dolly wants, truly, I have to accept it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like if, I know if what it's, you mean. If it's, 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 if it's Dolly, you just go, yep, it's the right thing. Yeah. So, Dan, it's all going to be great. Enjoy the trees. Don't look at anything. Just don't look. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Says Who. You never actually said your name, but it's okay. Everyone knows who you are. I'm Maureen Johnson. I've decided to give up the sense, my sense of identity. You're New York Times bestselling author Maureen Johnson. I would like to be absorbed into the atmosphere and just be part of the general, you know, just be part of the air and the wind. That sounds relaxing. Yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. Bing bong. <laughs>